welcome to the Ordinary Day Podcast. I'm Diane. And I'm the muse with the blues, Pete. Nice. So what are we going to be talking about today? Uh, Well, today we're going to be talking about the state of the music industry. Yeah. I'm going to probably get a little riled up today. I feel like that's quite all right, that you have a bit of a right. You are a musician. You are creative. You write your own songs. You spend a lot of time making good music and making good sound. Well, thank you for saying it's good. Um, And I'm hoping not to speak too much about an opinionated, like, I'm old and anything new sucks. I'm not going to try to go into that kind of an angle, but I do want to explore what I think are a lot of flaws with what is, I guess, considered popular. Popular in today's music. And try not to sound like an old grouch. But we should do a little background before we get into this. Okay. Us as a couple, Uh how much of a problem is it for me that this music, like, bothers me? Um, It's been, it's just minor, minor adjustments. Um, So usually if we're uh, road tripping, we make sure to have a selection of our own music uh, that we both enjoy for the car trips. Uh, Because the radio is not an option with you in the vehicle. You're just not enjoying it at all. Well, there are some good stations. It's not all bad. No, but I feel like it's just... But I wouldn't want to hear, yeah, like uh, uh, the best of today's pop music, Virgin Radio, all that stuff. Yeah, and I feel like it's just more enjoyable when we have our own music and tunes and we just know that they're going to be good and we can just enjoy our road trip. Yes. All right. Let's get this started. And uh, what we're going to start with is just recently, it's been, I think, about a couple weeks, our mayor here in Toronto just awarded Mr. Drake the key to the city. Yep. For his fantastic contributions to the city. Now, yes. I will understand that he's uh, maybe done some stuff for us uh, in the community, but mm-hmm. I don't think the music is. One of the things that have been a huge help. Yeah. Just listen to this. Call me on my cell phone. night when you need my love. Call me on my cell phone. Okay, so we're all familiar with this team, right? Uh, yeah, if you have any access to radio. Or the Raptors. You've probably heard this. Yeah, that's another thing. I love basketball. I love Toronto Raptors. And yeah, he's just taken over that, that, that uh, team become a self, uh, self-inflicted self mascot almost. Um, so there's a few things I don't like about this. Um, and again, my apologies, especially to Drake, if he happens to listen to this, that'd be really, really hilarious. But there's a number of problems I have with this. As, as a person who creates music, um, I was in the music industry for about 10 years doing it professionally. And, uh, you know, sometimes things you create aren't as popular as others but i think there's a lot of cool things you can do with music i think music can be an art but i'm not hearing art in this song personally now there's a couple problems with it uh one is it sounds like he's got some kind of weird effect like he's got got an auto-tune going on there yeah you're really not a fan of auto-tune well yeah and it's like if you're a singer sure cool you should be writing music (laughs) if you're not a singer maybe you have a message to say Something important to say, something to share. 
like maybe like a Kurt Cobain. Some people say he wasn't the greatest singer, but he actually had something to say and he could write a good song. I'm not getting any of these elements from this personally. Musically, it's not very interesting. Uh, lyrically, well, here, let me just read some of the lyrics. He writes, And I know when that hot line bling, that can only mean one thing. Mm-hmm. So that's great. That's a good rhyme. And uh, then he just repeats it twice because I guess there's nothing else you can do with that. Yeah, there seems to be a uh, maybe lack of, I don't know, originality, creativity of some of these rhymes. Yeah. Some of these lyrics. But let's move on. I don't want to just make mm-hmm. this the Drake hate fest. No. Um, I remember there was a time when you and me were uh, walking around. Probably a mall. In a mall, and mm-hmm. I heard this song, and I was like, this is the worst song I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. Yeah. And then I asked you, who, who is this artist? Who mm-hmm. is this guy? And you said... I said it was Bruno Mars. Yeah. Super popular. Um, and then like, I don't know, probably four or five months later, uh-huh. we were in another place. I think we were picking out stuff for our gift registry for our wedding. And I heard another song. I was like, oh, no, no, this is, this is the worst song I've ever heard in my life. I can't believe how bad this song mm-hmm. is. And I'm like, okay, do you know who this is? And yeah. And I just started to laugh because it was also Bruno Mars. Awesome. <laughs> now... Granted, I got to do a little research on this guy. Yep. And uh, he's a good singer, actually. He's actually yeah. got some talent. Mm-hmm. But. So, what the crap was that? <laughs> Don't say no, 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 yeah. Just say yeah, 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 and I'll go, 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 go. If you're ready like I'm ready? Yep. What the? What does that mean? <laughs> like, did you just go, uh, I can't come up with anything for this part, so I'll just uh-huh. say words repeated and repeated. They're, yeah, they're just trying to make it poppy. So, so it's pretty dumb, and I thought the other song, which was the You're Beautiful Just the Way You Are, was pretty ridiculous, too, because... Uh-huh. The lyrics are just really, really stupid. I'm sorry. It's like, when you smile, that's amazing because you're pretty just the way you are. It's like, man, you're really hitting on some deep stuff here, buddy. Like, wow. And then you see the video and you have this like supermodel like hanging out with them. And the lyrics are like, oh, I wanted to make sure that you thought I was pretty. I do, girl, you're pretty. And it's like, what is this what the state of music is about? We have a guy talking about having a girl call him on a cell phone but now he doesn't anymore and everything's changed because he moved out of the city. Mm-hmm. Like, is there like no problems in life anymore that this is what we <laughs> write about? Uh, this has become our subject matter. Yeah. But I'm especially annoyed with this song being a married person because mm-hmm. essentially the song is saying, let's hook up. And I don't know, it feels like the girl's like, I don't know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then he's saying, well, we can get married uh-huh. and then we can have sex and then there's even a line that says, if we wake up and you want to break up, that's cool. I won't blame you. It was fun, girl, is one of the lyrics <laughs> in the song. So it's like, let's just get married. Yeah. And that's even one of the lines. We're looking for something dumb to do. Hey, baby, I want to marry you. And I don't know. I'm just thinking of that and going, like, marriage means a little bit more than just, uh, whatever. Let's just drink some Patron and, 
and uh, let's just get married for fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you can say no, 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 no. It almost sounds like it's rape. Wow. You, I don't know. This really... song just seems really, really wrong to me. <laughs> I take a lot of offense to it, but mm-hmm. I don't want to hear that line again. Uh, sure. If you got it like timed up, ready to go. So it's like, yeah, let's just go get married. And if the next day you have your regrets, whatever. Yeah. Let's just get a divorce. Who cares? <laughs> I don't know. I think it's pretty stupid. It's a little insulting on some of us who've spent a lot of time on this marriage thing and the decisions yeah. behind it. So we're just going to do one more. Cool. What's this one? I don't number know what one, these are. Number one in the billboard charts right now. Oh, Okay. All right, so granted, this is actually musically interesting, and I didn't even know who this guy was, because I've heard this on the radio a few times, it's like, this actually is a good melody, and it's actually musically interesting, it's got pauses, it's got stops, it's got a good guitar line. I didn't know this was Justin Bieber, I never knew what Justin Bieber did, I managed to avoid his music. Which is pretty impressive, because... He's been around. Well, like like we said earlier, uh, we basically are avoiding listening to this stuff because it just drives me so crazy. Mm-hmm. But again, that was actually a pretty good music song. Singing's whatever. It's fine. It's a little mm-hmm. wussy sounding, but that's whatever. That's what everyone sounds like now. Mm-hmm. But again, the subject matter, he's just saying there, I didn't want to write a song because I didn't want anyone thinking I still care I don't. But you still hit my phone up again, just mm-hmm. call on the phone, and baby, I be moving on. Like, again, is what he's all distraught because someone just doesn't want to talk to him on this phone? Like, is this the biggest issues in the world we're dealing with today? I, I guess so. Or maybe <laughs> the issues in the world are too deep and they're just trying to scape the surface of, hey, this chick's not. I Call guess so. I don't know. I don't it, just, know. it makes me disappointed because, I mean, part of life is, is like you, you have your up days and you have your bad days, and that's mm-hmm. totally fine. But I'm also not getting like any kind of soul out of these people. And mm. maybe it's because they're not really talking about something that's important to them. Like if you listen to the difference between like Aretha Franklin singing R-U-S-P-E-C-T, mm-hmm. she's actually talking about something that's important to her, right? Yep. It's like about women's rights and stuff, and she's just belting it out, mm-hmm. and it's like, wow, this is amazing. Mm-hmm. I have much more respect for a song like that than, oh, man, this girl's not calling me on my cell phone anymore. <laughs> and almost all of these instances, these are just three pop songs I picked randomly, but they seem yeah. to have a common theme there. Interesting. Now, it's necessary for me to provide some options, songs that I think are pretty awesome. That's fair. Um, and maybe defend why I think it's pretty wicked. Cool. So I'm going to start with this one. Mm-hmm. Of course. This is Dying Days by uh, Screaming Trees. So it came out in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Your favorite band, if not yeah, the one favorite of, band? One of? Let's listen to this
So, it's another difference in this tune and what you'll hear in popular music. Um, this song has two guitar solos in it. It's five minutes long, but there's actually some musicianship going on in it. Um, it's also got a singer who doesn't sound like a little girl, which is nice. And uh, you're actually getting a sense of, I don't know, some, some pain, some, I'm hurting here. Some depth. Yeah. Some emotion. Now, granted, this is probably not considered a pop song. This is more of a rock yeah, song. Yeah, that's how so it would be labeled, yeah. Maybe, maybe I'm expressing that I enjoy a type of music more than others, right? Maybe mm-hmm. you could just defend, oh, you just like rock music, so why aren't you listening mm-hmm. to the new rock bands? Well, mm-hmm. I don't know, there's not really that many new rock bands either. I just think I it's you don't. don't. Oh, know. really? I don't, oh. don't really hear there's it. There's a few. There's We're a few. Just, hmm, it's a good song. <laughs> <laughs> Moment pause while Pete just enjoys it. All right, but to that point, I understand people need a good pop song. They need something that they want to dance to, correct? Yes. If you're going to go to yeah. a club. Or, you know, just a high school dance. So this is a group called the Afghan Wigs. Um, the lyrics in this song are actually about having a phone number again and just shaking your booty. You don't say. Yep. But maybe a little more musically interesting. I think it sounds amazing. It's got some great drums. It's going to be a little backups here. It's going to be a, a killer chorus. It's got some piano. So yeah, there's a line in the song. It's, uh, Baby, you don't know just how I lie awake and dream a while about your smile and the way you make your ass shake. Nice. <laughs> so I don't know if it's the lyrics that necessarily bother me, hmm. but I don't know. It's just so catchy. This is such a good tune. So I think you can have, I guess, what you would call not inspired lyrics if, mm-hmm. if you want to just have a song about getting on the dance floor and uh, shaking your booty. I think that can happen and that can exist. But I, I do miss the era of musicians, mm-hmm. and we're gonna we're gonna get into that a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wanted to explore some lyrical, uh, lyrical side too, for a second. Okay. So, you know these guys, right? I do. I know this song very well. So this was a big hit. Um, I want to say early 2000s. Yep, I would say so. Because I remember going to university and this being popular. This is a really, really good pop song. Because it's super catchy. Mm -hmm. It's got a great beat. It's actually a really fascinating beat because his downbeat changes 
between verses. Yes, you've tried, you've tried to explain this to me before. Yep. It's really, really cool. So it just gives you a little something to work with your brain. Um, but also the lyrics are great. Mm-hmm. And this is the kind of song that, I mean, it's catchy, it's interesting, but also, I don't know, if I'm on like a long trip, I find myself looking at the window and just start thinking. and It gets my brain working. And it's wonderful. Mm-hmm. And that's what I feel is missing with a lot of music is it's not making your brain work anymore. Okay. It's sort of, I like to equate music as similar to food, where I guess a lot of the examples I was giving before, they're, they're almost like french fries or a hamburger. Not a lot of... Not a lot of substance. Uh-huh. It might taste a little good. You'll eat it for a bit. Uh-huh then you'll poop it out into the toilet and forget all about it. Not a lot of cognitive processes involved. It's not even about cognitive, although I do think uh, it's bad for you, Mm -hmm. much like junk food, because I don't think it's exercising a lot for you. But, uh, yeah, I don't think it even has any staying power, because we were just listening to a song by Death Cab for Cutie there that came out over a decade ago, and it still sounds Mm -hmm. great. So I really recommend that you check out that album, actually, Plans by Death Cab. It's also got a track on there called uh, What Sarah Said. Do you remember that one? Uh, Probably if I heard it, I would recognize it immediately. There's a really good line on it where she says, uh, it's all about I'm thinking about what Sarah says, and then it ends with, uh, she says, love is waiting or watching someone die or something. It's a really sad message. Love is watching someone die. Yeah. But it's really beautiful with the piano and everything. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, that just got me really thinking about stuff. So that's a really cool tune. Um, now you're going to have to just bear with me. This will be the last tune I talk about. But there's a song that came out... Um, I think it was 2001, yeah. And it is the most impressive song I have heard in a long time. Uh, when we're talking about like Mozart, Beethoven, Chopin, all like the original sort of composers of music, when music used to be uh, more about uh, mathematics and science, mm-hmm. they took a very theoretical approach to it. Uh, it was really impressive because they were designing time signatures. They were designing what melody means and taking a scientific approach to it, which I think you would find very interesting. Yep. So this tune is by a band called Tool. It's, uh, I guess, heavy metal technically. They go by that. So we're not listening to a pop song anymore. But what we are going to listen to is uh, a tune called Lateralis. You know what that word means, right? Uh, yes, I do. Lateral? I assumed you would go into, uh, it's like a part of the body or something. Oh, like the lateral plane? Yeah. Is that what you're thinking? Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Apparently it's got a Latin meaning too. Uh, yeah, referring to relating the sides of an object to just sideways movement. Yep. So that's pretty wild already. That's like, oh, that's a good name for a song. Uh, but besides just like the smartness of like calling it something cool, it's got really impressive type signatures. So, in this part of the song, it's uh, a variant of 6-8 timing, except 
it does 6-8, then an extra 3, then it does 6-8 timing and an extra 2, and then 6-8 timing and an extra 1 beat. So it's doing a countdown while also doing crazy timing. Wow. Now, this part, the lyrics are speaking about uh, sort of being born. So it's like the idea of uh, your body being created, and as well as your consciousness, I guess. Um, talking about black and white are all I see, and then eventually you start to see color, red and yellow, mm-hmm. etc. Um, as the song continues, it sort of be sort of becomes about a theme about pushing an envelope, about going beyond what anyone thinks you could normally do. And that's already very fascinating because that's what the song is also doing at the exact same time as they're telling you this message. Um, I read an essay online about where this guy found a way he could relate the entire song to a mathematical equation called the Fibonacci sequence. Have you ever heard of that? Yep. Um, that's some kind of mathematical equation where if you count the numbers, it actually uh, draws out a spiral. Yes. So it's the same pattern in like a sunflower. Okay. So the Fibonacci sequence is 0, 1, 1, 2, 3, 5, 8, 13, 21, 34, etc. Mm-hmm. So this guy was exploring that that first opening lyric actually was following the syllables of the Fibonacci sequence. Wow, okay. Where it's one, black, then white, two, all I see, three, in my infancy, five syllables, red and yellow, then came to be eight syllables. Whoa, okay. So that's already interesting on its own because it's like, okay, it's building that. And then it goes into, once the song ends, the ending of the song lyrics is spiral out keep going so i don't know if that's just a coincidence but there's a lot to think about when you're listening to this it's really 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 fascinating piece of music just to listen to and uh get something out of now there's one more thing i'm going to fast forward to the tune just to get to it mm-hmm. okay so I started the argument off talking about like sort of the classic artists and how they used math and stuff. And I have not heard anyone like experiment with time signatures like to a large degree since, uh, well, that was a really big thing in um, the grunge days. Mm -hmm. They were really pushing um, some really interesting time signatures. But what's really fascinating about this part of the song is it's doing something I've never heard in music ever, where they're layering... uh, three different time signatures on top of each other. Wow, I wouldn't even be able to identify that. Yeah, so if you dissect it, you can count out that the drum track is doing a 6-8 beat right now, the bass track is playing in 4-4, and uh, the guitar is playing a 4-4 in half time, so it's like double the length, but they're all layering on top of each other. And at this point, the drum is actually switching to like a 9-8 beat, where if you count it out, and you hear that snare, it's coming in at a weird spot because he's actually adding a half half a bar to his repeats. And at one point, all of these time signatures come together and mend, and it just all makes sense, even though it's absolutely illogical. It's like my mind is being blown right now. Yeah. And he's singing Swinging on a Spiral again. Mm-hmm. So this brings up that sequence. 
the Fibonacci sequence. Thank I you. Just just looked up the yeah correct name that there. And yeah, so it just all comes out into this beautiful piece of just I don't know. It's it's my brain going like crazy. Yeah. It's awesome. So that is a five out of five song right there because that's musically interesting, lyrically interesting, and uh, that is some food for thought to think about. They put so. math in that too. Oh it's yeah, blending. That's not the first time they've done it. Actually, their their drummer is incredible. He does uh, some really interesting stuff. So definitely check them out if you're looking for something a little different and you want to stretch your brain a little bit. Have a listen to that. Hmm. Yeah. Most definitely. <laughs> so what did you think? What, what did you think about my little argument there? Uh, I liked it. I can, I can feel how you would, f- I can see how you would feel that way, given that you are a musician and take it um, very seriously and want to see others taking it seriously as well. Um, I am not as musically inclined as you. I did piano lessons but it was mainly me following a book so to me music is it's more like a fun entertainment my favorite band is great big c yeah but they're great musicians they are they do four-part harmonies like it's It's, really impressive what they do and they're a great live band they are they're fantastic so i'm glad that you know i i do appreciate that and i just i like a fun element in there as well and i can see like, even when I do listen to, you know, I also enjoy Nelly Furtado, and I really appreciate that her lyrics can be very uh, creatively written as well. She's mm-hmm. a really good writer. You can have a, a pop song, but it's called Promiscuous Girl. Yeah. Uh, instead of what we're seeing. Hot ass woman chick. These days, exactly. Yeah. So I really appreciate that side of her, her it is art just, as well. And it's really concerning to me because I try to imagine what it would be like when we have children and what they're growing up on. Like, mm-hmm. If this is what the state of affair now is, where a top song is about an anaconda and a giant ass, what, where are they going to go from here now? Like, Is it just mm-hmm. going to be just even more hardcore by the time we have kids? Like, Is that just going to be their song? I really, yeah, I really don't know where it's going to go. And I really hope that we can, you know, play our favorite music and even, you know, the good tunes from the, like, I'm 60s. sure we can, but even us in a society, like, it's beyond yeah. just our family. Like, I don't know. I think it's I think it's an issue. I think it's bigger than just I'm a musician and I'm a big old grump. But I don't know. I don't... I think this is content that's just... It's just kind of ruined something that is a form of art that's something that we as humans, like, create... And it has such a profound meaning to us. It just seems like something's really missing. Mm-hmm. Food for thought. Food for thought. All right. Did you want to get into anything else? We're at uh, about 27 minute marks. Longer than our first episode. It is. I, we have segments that we'd like to include. I feel like this was a long main topic. Maybe we should wrap it for, for this topic. All right. So... This has been An Ordinary Day with Diane and Pete. We'll catch you next time. Um, I guess since we were on the topic of music, 
I should say, thanks to Field Processor for providing our intro-outro music. They're awesome. And we'll see you next time. One more for the road. Yeah!